in today's show. We're recapping all of the action from Wednesday in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need or don't want and can even negotiate better prices on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There's a lot to talk about with eight games on today, so let's get into it by, first of all, starting with the news. And as expected, ravishing Rick Rubio has torn his ACL. That's what we feared yesterday. That's what I talked about yesterday. It is now being confirmed. Um, just further on to the, the Rubio thing, there's so many people asking the question, you know, who, who just replaces Rubio? And, and the answer is nobody. Like, there is not one person who will come in and play a 27-minute role as the backup point guard, also playing with the starters. No one will do that. What they will end up doing is he will, someone will be the backup point guard behind Garland and play 13, 12 minutes a night behind Garland, whether that's Pangos or they bring somebody else in. Someone will, will fill that role. And then other guys off the bench will take on larger roles. Lamar Stevens, Denzel the Hammer Valentine, uh, Chetty Osman. Those guys will fill in some of those extra minutes that Rubio was playing alongside Garland as a two, or you know Garland was a two, or however you want to frame it. No one's coming in and doing what Rubio did. So there's no one-for-one replacement. Isaac Okoro was already getting starters minutes. Um, it's not like Rubio is this gigantic high usage player. Okoro is not going to deliver those assists in that volume. He can be a stream option, sure, and we can add him and we can see what happens. I'm not convinced that Okoro will remain a 12-team must-roster player. I think Osman has a better chance at that, but I understand the hesitancy for a bloke coming off the bench. I'm just not convinced that Rubio's numbers will just automatically transfer onto somebody else. It's just not the way it works, especially with a player with the sort of skill set that Rubio has. It just isn't uh, easily translatable across one-for-one, I don't believe. Some news on players. Coming out of COVID protocols, Reggie Jackson, Kyle Lowry, he's out. He'll play the Heat's next game after their game today was postponed. Jared Allen, Kevin Durant, LaMarcus Aldridge, all out of COVID protocols. So some good news there. Um, We did have news that Robin Lopez went into COVID protocols today. uh, And he had been starting a little bit next to Wendell Carter Jr. So you're probably going to get Admiral Schofield back as the starter there next to Wendell until at least uh, Mo Bamba returns, whenever the hell that is. And uh, that's probably the major... The major updates and major news things that we need to touch on here. Isaiah Thomas signed in Dallas, but we'll talk about that when we get to the Mavericks game later on in the show. There are eight games on, and there is quite a bit to talk about. So let's just go straight into them now. And that first game was the Charlotte Hornets. They were up big in this one over the Indiana Pacers. They end up getting the victory 116-108. The Pacers did fight back late. Rogier on a real hot streak now after being on the buy low show. He's really firing 35 points, five triples, two steals, two blocks. He's been like this all season where he has horrible lows and gigantic highs. 
Yeah, finding the right time to move on or to acquire him is, is going to be something you're going to have to negotiate all year. Or you just write out the highs and the lows and you deal with it. And that's something that sometimes you do as well. Lamelo had 21-12-9, and 9, a good game from him, while Haywood 18-4, and 4, solid performances. The replacement starter, Jalen McDaniels, I thought he was okay. 12 points, a steal, a block. That's nothing overly fantastic. 20 fantasy points. All right, no worries. I think he's at least a 12-team streamer while Bridges and Washington are out. And the same goes for Mason Plumley, who played 32 minutes and had 8-12-4 with two steals. Value was up while PJ is out. Cody Martin, only 24 minutes. Kelly Oubre, only 24 minutes. One point for Martin with two blocks. 13 for Oubre on 13 shots. I do not believe, as I have said all season, on a healthy team that Oubre and Martin will be 12-team must-roster players. They are doing this. They're struggling here a little bit. In fact, Ubre is the 216th ranked player over the last two weeks. Martin's 152nd. Uh, again, if you want to move on, now it is hard with so many injuries and these guys are healthy and playing, especially Ubre, who does tend to get more minutes and can be quite hot or cold. It is hard to make the move to cut him, but they're not blokes to me who are going to be consistently bashing down the door of the top 110. And to me, that should make them. Um, droppable candidates when you're looking to create roster spots to bring other guys in. For the Pacers, there was no Brogdon, no Jeremy Lamb, who's in COVID protocols now as well. So the Karis Levert hot streak continued. 47 fantasy points, 27-7-6, and 6, 4 threes, 39 minutes. As the point guard, he's been much better. Now, his efficiency was rough, just 35%. But those counting stats are really good, and he is racking them up at the moment. Top 50 over the last two weeks. Still just only the 100th ranked player for the season, so we know that he had those early struggles. But playing off or playing without Brogdon has really helped his numbers. Miles Turner, 14-5 and five with four blocks, and Sabonis had 15, 18, and seven. Good numbers there, apart from just horrendous efficiency. Now, Sabonis had 50 fantasy points, but in a category league, going 33 from the field and 57 on 14 attempts from the line is just uh, disastrous. And another stinker from Chris Duarte. He had 11 points in 23 minutes, even without Brogdon. To me, he's not a must-roster guy, and we can talk about they want to trade away guys to focus on Duarte. That seems like a horrible team-building exercise, to be honest to me. Like, Duarte's fine as a player. Like, he's solid. He's a 24-year-old rookie that doesn't have really sky-high upside in, in, in my evaluation of him. I just don't see if they do you know, trade away multiple players to get the ball into his hands more. What does that translate into from a fantasy perspective? I don't think it's super sky-high, personally. So if you do want to move on from Duarte, I, I, nothing wrong with that at all. Justin Holiday, 12 points, two threes, two steals. Not a bad game from Jazza there. Nothing too spectacular, too bad. Just solid numbers. More of a 14-team league streamer than anything, though. But if you have subscribed to too many players like Justin Holiday through the pandemic, too many subscription services that give you sometimes good things, sometimes bad things. In fact, I don't know if uh, Trubill's going to like this, but here we go. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Hey, Truebill is the new app that can help you determine the good ones from the shit ones, and they can help you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helps save them over $100 million. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Next game, Knicks-Pistons. What? What is, what is going on? The Knicks, man, their starters trash again, and their bench saved them. 
So when we look at this, it is some of the wildest stuff you will see in terms of plus minus. The starters, minus 29, minus 27, minus 22, minus 21, minus 17. The bench, plus 39, plus 36, plus 27, plus 31, plus 28. That is wild. I don't, I can't get a handle on what is happening with this squad. Alec Burks, last two games played like 18 minutes. This game plays 27 minutes and goes off. Alec Berg. 34 points, five threes, three steals. But let me frame it this way. Fournier was out. Burke shot 71% and played more minutes in the last two games. Is this real? The answer to that is almost definitely no. You can stream Burks in, sure. But I wouldn't be like, I've got to go and must add Alec Burks now. It's still all over the shop. And I'll say the same thing for Kemba Walker. Hello. You know, when he was getting those minutes, I said he's an ad and we'll see where it goes. But this is Kemba Walker from the start of the season where it wasn't, despite what um, you know, Hooper Twitter will tell you, it wasn't unjustified that Kemba got removed from the starting line because he played bad most of the time. Two points on twenty minute, in 20 minutes, one of five shooting. He was not an unjustified benching. He was bad. He came back. He had a couple of good games. The last two have been subpar. Will I hold Kemba? For now, yes. Long term? I don't know. Quentin Grimes got the start with Fournier being a late scratch, and Grimes' minutes were well down. He'd been playing like 30 minutes. He played 13 and had zero points. Oh, well. Shit game. Keep an eye on him still. But shit game. Uh, old, uh, old Juice McBride. I am going to drop a deuce on everybody. Missed all four of his shots, but had two steals. It was a whopping plus 39. I think he's going to be a good player. He's a watch as well. I think he's a better prospect than Grimes, personally. While quickly played 35 minutes, I've been calling for big minutes for him for a long time, and it's good to see it. 18 points, rough 31%. He is a very fringe 12-team league guy, along with Burks. While Taj Gibson played 28 minutes and had four blocks, and Mitchie Robinson had seven and seven. Robinson's value up and down. Of course, you're rostering Robinson, but you know the top 100 is absolutely not even close to being a lock. Oh, also, yeah, let's get a couple other things out of the way. Rowan Barrett, like, what are you doing? Get rid of him. He is not good at all. He, had, he did have 15 and seven, but poor efficiency from the field. No steals, one block, one assist, hit one three. 385th ranked player over the last two weeks. Outside, in fact, Richie Benno would be proud of his season-long ranking. Two for two, two, two. 222nd ranked player. In a category league, there's just no point. He's just not good enough to hold on to. In a points league, I don't know. I don't think he's worth holding on to either. And Julius Randle, man, last year, career year. And I'm consistently like bashing myself up about this, is that I talked about it. I go, I don't think he's going to be able to do what he did last year. Usage will go down. Assists will go down. I don't, he had career highs in all of his shooting numbers, and it doesn't feel sustainable. His free throws went up 12 percentage points, and his three-pointers went up 13 percentage points, or whatever they did. And I dinged him, but nowhere near high, far enough. He has just gone back to the guy that was bad for the first year in New York, for his years in LA. Like He just wasn't good. 5, 10, and 5, 18% shooting. And it's not just the numbers, because he can rack up counting stats. It's just the way he goes about it. That is in, that, that's why... We, that's why he gets called the double royal. And by why he gets called that, it's because of the constant spin moves and the absolute inability to run a, an efficient offense with him in there. That's what the problem with this guy's been his whole career. Now, he is dealing with some sort of injury. Tom Thibodeau wouldn't tell us what it was. Thanks, Tibbs. Yeah, he's nicked up. All right, Tommy. Thanks, mate. Uh, doesn't tell us what it is, so we don't know what this means long-term for him, but he's been shit out. He's barely a top 50 player this year. People were taking him in the second round. 
I think I had him as a third round guy. That's still wrong. He's been bad, man. He just has been bad. Onto the Pistons. The depressed penis. He, maybe he's not so depressed anymore. 43 minutes for Sadiq Bay. 32 points, 9 rebounds, 6 triples. It is the classic um, absolute sell high, though. Cunningham, Stewart, Grant, Hayes, Joseph, Lee, Jackson. All these guys are out. So Bay is thriving from huge minutes, big usage, and pairing it with good shooting. Despite all of this great play from Holmes, uh, not Holmesy, from Bay, the 23rd ranked player over the last two weeks, he's 122nd this year. So that just goes to show you how bad he was to begin the season. If I could get any top 100 player back in a trade for Bay, I reckon I would do it. Eh. With how he's playing, I'd probably rather ride it out. Maybe get, if I get a top 75 guy, I would do it. You probably won't get that, so you ride it out. But it's a classic case of you are getting every shot in the world and you are pairing that with shots going in and it's working out brilliantly. Same goes for um, MC Hamadou Diallo. Have a time. 31 and 13, four steals. He was excellent. 68% shooting shows you how unreal that is and in, in meaning that he's not going to be that level of scorer. And again, he goes back to being a 22-minute-a-night bench guy when Grant eventually returns. And he, he remains a starter when those other guys get back, but nothing, nothing like this. 61 fantasy points is sick. Like, it's awesome. But even in the last two weeks, including this run of form, he's playing 32 minutes a night. He's 160th in category leagues. This is an outlier. Derek Walton Jr., nine assists, two blocks, bad shooter, but assist numbers can be there. Well, Frank Jackson hurt his ankle. So you got guys like uh, Trayvon Palmer, real NBA player at the moment. He played 17 minutes. Cassius Stanley, terrible NBA player, but he played 27 minutes for four points. Hopefully, we get some of these guys back. I reckon Cade and Stewart and Hayes and Lee are all possibilities to return next game for Detroit. But some weird stuff going on with those performances from Bay and Diallo. But understanding circumstances behind them is key to how you evaluate them moving forward, I think. The next game is the Clippers. They beat the Celtics 91-82. We'll talk about the Celtics being shit in a moment, but good win for the Clippers without Paul George, Reggie Jackson, Nick Batum. Jackson should be back for their next game. Finally, we got a good game from Luke Kennard. 17 with five threes, four assists, a steal, and two blocks in 36 minutes. He's going to be up and down. He's going to be a back-end 12-team league guy. Him and Terrence Mann, who dropped off a little bit here, 17-5-3. They're fine. They're not must roster, but they're not must drop. They're in that fringe area where you add them when they play, and if you need to move, you move. Bledsoe was also feeling a little bit ill before the game, but still powered through for 17-4-4 and and two steals. I would hold, but after the game when Jackson returns, he could be a drop. Uh, Marcus Morris, 23-10 on high-volume, low-efficiency field goals. No threes at all. He is a guy that looks great on the surface because of the high uh, points when he's in this high usage role, but it will drop off. He's always, to me, a guy that people, some people love, some people hate. Find who loves him, find who loves points, and try and sell him off as a top 70 guy. He's not worth that at all, but some people will see that high scoring which he's produced and think of him as that sort of a player in fantasy. Sergio Barker was dreadful in this game, like absolutely dreadful, and it strengthens my resolve that when Hartenstein comes back, he steps back into a 20-plus minute a night role. Barker was terrible. Four points in nine minutes. And he's probably going to play some minutes coming up here because Hartenstein remains out. But I think Isaiah is going to come back in, take that job, and that Serge is going to sit on the bench again or be out for personal reasons. Xavier Moon, or is it as uh, some Americans would say, Xavier? Uh, Xavier M. Moon 
went for zero points in 11 minutes on 0 of 4 shooting. He was taking some of those backup point guard minutes. We also had Jay Ustis W. Inslow get some uh, 12 minutes there, zero points for him with three rebounds. Both of those guys combined for zero of nine shooting. On to the Celtics. Really big game for Rob Williams. Big, big numbers. Unfortunately, he was a horrific minus 20. His plus minus has been shitful. Really bad. 16, 14, and two blocks and 80% shooting. Um, really, really good, good numbers there for Rob. He's one of these players, though, that... I don't know what the right, right phrase for it is. That can put up good numbers and block shots. And people think that he's a defensive maestro. But he really isn't. And... So when he does get minutes limited by Udoka, it's for a reason. He only played 28 again here without Jason Tatum. It, I, I, if I got a, a trade offer that would give me a top 50 guy back, I'd do it. I, I'm a bit worried about where it goes. Horford had 9, 10, and 8, two steals and three blocks. Just horrid shooting, but good uh, contributions right across the board. And this Celtics team, is they're just bad. To lose to this team... I know they've got their own absences, but the Clippers are the Clippers are playing a mere coffee twenty eight minutes. Like it's it's bad. Josh Richardson returned. He played thirty two minutes. He had three steals and a block. That's nice, but it's probably more for fourteen teamers. Well, Jalen Brown. Like no offense to Jalen Brown, I love him as a bloke. JB, you've done it again. But this is a really bad performance. Last game was a really bad performance. He scored thirty in forty minutes. That's great. He took thirty six shots. Thirty six. He shot 8% from three. He went one of 13. He took 36 shots and had zero assists. How is that even remotely possible? He had two steals. He had eight rebounds. It's 43 fantasy points. It looks good. But his last two games have been really bad. Really, from an on-court leadership, I am the number one guy. To me, it goes, you will never be the number one guy when I'm watching him play. Maybe that's being harsh on the kid. I know. Love him. I think he's a great bloke and a really good player as probably the third best offensive player on a team. In this role, it's not for him. He just These are bad, bad games that result in big scoring games. And if we're going to shit on Russell Westbrook for putting up empty stats, that's what this is for Jalen Brown. Peyton Pritchard was also bad. Four points on 20% shooting. He played the 34 minutes, but this was without Smart and Schroeder. He is worth at least watching and, and streaming, but I, I think Smart and Schroeder will maybe be back in the next game or two, and that is going to put a real stress on those upside minutes for Pritchard, and that'll probably push him back into deeper league discussions. Well, Langford had four points, one of the worst offensive players in the NBA, four points in 27 minutes for Romeo. Didn't get a, a, a backup Grant Williams game, though. Six points in 21 minutes. He was really good last time out, but nothing, um, nothing particularly awesome here. For uh, old Grant Williams. Guys, bet online. As you covered all holiday season with props, with odds, with lines. As they football season moves, as they football season, as the football season moves to the college bowl season and into the pro football playoffs. Bet online is your number one spot for all sports action this season. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus deposit match. That's what it's called. From basketball, football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the fantastic offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Okay, let's start the next game, and that is the Lakers and the Grizzlies. The Lakers were actually up pretty big in this one. The Grizzlies fight back and get the victory 104 99. 
Unfortunate that I had them as minus five and a half and they win by five. Oh, well. Let's talk about this fella. Fucking goat outside. It's just a goat. No, it's a fucking goat. LeBron, 70 fantasy points. The number two ranked player in category leagues this season. Somehow. No idea how it's happening. 37, 13, and 7. He hit eight triples. He had two steals and two blocks. He shot 52 from the field. This is honestly staggering what LeBron is doing. It is resulting in a ton of losses. Um, but it is, this is not an empty stats thing with LeBron. He has been remarkably good. Russell Westbrook had a triple-double, so I guess that was a good game. And eh, wrong. It wasn't. 16, 10, and 12 with just consistent head-scratching moves from this bloke every game. Every game. Literally every game. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I am encouraged by Malik Monk. As for Westbrook, by the way, 143rd ranked player over the last two weeks, outside the top 50 for the season. Um, yeah. He's, yeah. He's bad. Malik Monk, he's good. Nah, he's not good. He's, he's okay. 15 points in 31 minutes. They kept him starting next to Avery Bradley. Who knows what happens when Ariza and Reeves, more importantly, um, return. And uh, Allington was actually available here and didn't play. I think Monk is a worthy 12-team league add to see where it goes. Well, Horton Tucker, Jesus Christ, 19 minutes, four points. He's been so bad when Bradley had seven points in 32. And they went back to playing Dwight Howard, only 16 minutes of it for six points. And Carmelo Anthony, after that last game, man, you knew new regression was coming. Five points on 18% shooting. He is fine to stream in, but he is not under any circumstance a must roster. They moved Stan Johnson to the bench to start Dwight Howard. Stan ended up playing 23 minutes. He blocked two shots. He's fine as like an 18-team league guy, and I think they should find a way, by waving DeAndre Jordan, to get him onto the roster. I think he can be useful. Wings who can defend versus big men who don't jump, don't defend, don't play offense are useful. They're not useful in high leverage roles or big minutes or anything like that, but Stan can have, a, have use. I think maybe he could be what they think Trevor Ariza is as a wing defender at this point in their career. He's not good, Stan, but he can do something well, and that's defend. And we're getting some value there. So he could be one of those candidates like Alfonso McKinney in Chicago to be extended and converted from a 10-day uh, hardship into a full-timer. But of course, that's going to require DeAndre Jordan to go. We'll see whether they do that. Ja Morant, 41 and 10. Just huge game. Six triples, two steals, two blocks. Good efficiency. Excellent stuff from Ja. He's now the 23rd ranked player this year. 62 fantasy points here. And then Des Bain, another 20 for him. Took 18 shots, so not particularly efficient. Three threes, a steal, and a block. And as always, he is a sell high. Any, If you get a top 50 player back, you, you do it. He is a guy that is getting value by being a high volume scorer with not much else. There's very, the lines are very Clay Thompson-esque, very Clay Thompson-esque, but he's doing it in a situation where he's being afforded huge usage. Another 27 usage night here. I just find it hard to think that he will maintain that usage when your mate, the shot chucker, Dylan Brooks returns, and to a lesser extent, Melton. I could be wrong. I can keep saying that Bain's a sell high, and I could be proven completely wrong, which is annoying for me because I love Bain, and I, I think in that in last year's mock draft, I had him as like the 15th or 14th pick or something like that, like really high. And I liked him as a prospect, and I hated that teams passed on him. But I've also got to be realistic about the fantasy value of him and understand where it's coming from. Jaron Jackson Jr., the drum, he had 15 points in 33 minutes with three steals while um, Kyle Anderson started in place of Johnny Concha. Yeah, not good. 8-4-2, but at least worth holding for 12s. Well, Adams, 
After yesterday's game, yeah, when I say yeah, Stephen Adams is a drop or not a 12-team league guy, then he goes like 13, 8, and 6. I look stupid. But this is why. 4 and 6 and 1. Like, he, he is not consistent enough to be a 12-team league must-roster player. Stream him in. You hope you pick the right day, but don't expect it to happen continually for him. He's just not that good at this point in his career. The next game, the Atlanta Hawks. They Sorry, the undermanned Atlanta Hawks. They took on the Chicago Bulls and expectedly got their ass kicked. No shame in that because they got a bunch of guys out. They lost 131-117. They started Trey Young along with Skylar Mays, Cam Reddish, Chaundy Brown, and Clint Capella. Young did his thing, 26 at 11 assists. Capella did his thing, 18 and 15. And that's it. Cam Reddish, 14 points on 14 shots, two steals and a block. He's not as good as I test Twitter will tell you he is. He's fine to stream for now, but they are literally missing Herter, Gallinari, Hunter, and Bogdanovich. So he's not going to be afforded this role. Skylar Mays also won't play 30 minutes tonight. Seven points for him. And Malcolm Hill. Actually, nice bright spark for Hilly there. 13 points with three threes and three steals in 29 minutes, but not anything that makes me even think he's a stream for next game. Well, Chaundy Brown, 16 points. Good game from Chaund in 32 minutes, at least while Johnny Collins... Uh, that's another name I didn't even mention. While Collins and Gallinari are out, maybe Brown could be like a 16-team streamer. They played 13 minutes of Lance Stevenson. Cat Barber played seven minutes. Good for him. And uh, Cam Oliver, who I do like Cam Oliver, actually. 13 and 4 in 18 minutes. He's a name to watch just every finds himself into a 20-minute role somewhere. 14-team leagues would want to just, just keep an eye. He is an interesting player. For the Bulls, it was you know, business as usual for this team, which is actually really good. It's Vosev. It's big Vosev. Vosev. Vosevich. 16 and 20 for Vooch. Three steals and a block. Good. He'd been shithouse, and now he's playing better. That's great. Levine, 25 and 5 for the skater boy. And DeRozan had 20 points with 8 assists. And good, because his last two games have been bad at this. He hit his free throws, which is excellent. Kobe White had one of his better games. 17 points with 12 assists. It's the biggest fool's gold that ever fool's golded. Stream him. Have him for points and threes. He's just not going to play this role. Lonzo, Caruso, these guys are going to cut him back to a 20-minute-a-night player. Don't fall too much for it. Desumnu, I thought, played well. 86% shooting is not real, of course, but 14 points in 20 minutes. Troy Brown also did some things. And Javonte Green, Bulls fans love him. They love his hustle. They love his energy. He's never really going to translate it into good fantasy numbers. Although, to be fair, two steals and a block with 14 points is pretty bloody good. I just don't rely upon that or for him to be that sort of guy on a uh, on a regular or even semi-regular basis at this point. The Oklahoma City Thunder. They took on the Phoenix Suns, and they kept it close most of the game, which is a massive achievement considering they were without Shea Gildas-Alexander, Josh Giddy, Darius Baisley, Jeremiah Robinson, Alexei Pokyshevsky, and Trey Mann. And the last time they were without Gildas-Alexander and Giddy, and they played a good team, they lost by 73. They ended up just losing by 18 here and holding on until the very end. And Ty Jerome played 35 minutes, 24-8-5 with three steals. Took 22 shots, and there's your indicator, right? That he's just never going to get that level of opportunity again. You might get one more game if Shea has to miss out. He was a late scratch with ankle soreness, but I, d I highly doubt Shea's missing much time here. Giddy will be back in a couple of games, and Jerome goes back to maybe not even playing. Aaron Wiggins, though, 39 minutes, 22 and 8, two steals. I think he might be okay. Um, I mentioned him a few weeks back on the you know, upside grab players to watch in the waiver wire show. Didn't expect this. I reckon there is a chance that he sticks in the starting lineup for a prolonged period of time. Giddy, Dort, Shea, Wiggins, Robinson Earl. Now, they've been going at times with Robinson Earl on favors as the four and the five. 
But I think with how Wiggins is playing, he's got at least a 25-minute-a-night role here locked in. He won't be this good. He won't have that many shots, but he is, he's pushing into at least 14-team territory. The um, shooting slump for Lou Dort is a problem. No, my son is also named Bort. Nine points on 17% with a steal and a block. I was almost going to say yesterday it couldn't get any worse. Now I'm going to say it can't get any worse. But he is not a good shooter. The 62% run of two-pointers that he was hitting at the start of the year, the 48 or 49 overall from the field, was complete bullshit. There, was, there wasn't much of a chance of that ever being a real improvement. And we are seeing it now. It is pushing him out of standard league discussions. He's not out. I, I would hold him. But realistic expectations of who the hell Lou Dort is as a player, I think would be pretty handy. Teo Maladon had four points in 18 minutes. Cool. While uh, the Moose had 13 points in his 15 minutes and Derek Favors only played the 12 minutes. While for the Suns, Booker was great. 38, six triples, seven rebounds, five assists and two blocks. 59 fantasy points. It's a really, really good performance. Jalen Smith backed it up with another big game. 11 and 14 with two blocks in 25 minutes. Basically splitting the minutes with JaVale McGee. Now, JaVale did have four fouls. That's two big games in a row from Smitty. I still want JaVale in 12s. But Smith, while Aiton is out, 16-team option. 14-team, maybe. I like what he's doing. Cameron Payne had a great game as well. 31 minutes for Payne, 16-2-7. Revenge game. Um, big game from Payne. I like him as a 14-team league player. Chris Paul, he's falling off a little bit. Paul, maybe by low. 10-5-5. Five five. Well, Cam Johnson had 12-6 and six in 23 minutes. And McGee, 16-8 and eight with two blocks. Absolutely worthwhile in a 12-team. And now let's get on to Mikhail Bridges. In a points league, Jack Armstrong, he's got something he wants to tell me. Get that garbage out of here! I love Mikhail Bridges. He's probably 50, 60 spots worse in a points league than a category league. And in a category league, he's the 100th ranked player. He's struggling. He had 5-7, and seven, a steal, a 3. His efficiency is off. He's not getting steals and blocks in the volume that he had before. I think it's a big buy low in category league, and I think he will come good. Uh, but it's, it's troubling. It's troubling. Not as troubling as some of the other stuff we'll talk about a bit later in the show, but it is troubling. And I would buy low, but very low. You're not sending a top 80 player to get Bridges back. You're just not doing it. Because there is a chance that he doesn't get back to that level this season. I still think he is going to be better than what we're currently seeing from Mikhail Bridges. All right. The Utah Jazz beat the Blazers pretty comfortably. 120-105. Your mate, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. 19 points, 5 assists, 30 minutes, 2 steals. Donovan Mitchell's out. You sell him high. You always take advantage of Mitchell's absence to sell on Clarkson. And you can do the same with Ingles, though his production wasn't that good. 5-3-3. Three, and three. They're still both worth holding, but move on if you need to. Rudy Gay also came out of nowhere. 21-6, 24 minutes, 62%. Extra usage, extra minutes, converted it with better shooting. It's all great. It has no relevance to us moving forward. thought Rudy Gobert was excellent. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> 22 and 14 with two blocks in 29 minutes. Yes, he was 6 of 12 from the line, but he has been consistently really, really good and super high if you're punting free throws. Conley had 15 with six assists, while uh, Royce O'Neal, another another stinker, to be honest. Four, two and two, 30 minutes. I do not believe that he is a 12-team league player. For the Blazers, Larry Nance, 32 minutes, 14, 9 and 9 with three steals. So close to a good game. He is worth having for now while uh, Nurkic and Covington are out. After that, we saw it was pretty shithouse, but for now, it's good. Powell played 43 minutes and had 32 points. That's all well and good. If you can sell high on Norman Powell, he's getting it done on usage. He doesn't do anything else, like one assist, two rebounds, 
And we know CJ is going to take those shots when he comes back. Lillard had 32, 6, and 4. Pretty strong game from Lillard, while Nasir Little had 2 and 6 in 23. And we had yeah, 20 minutes from Cam McGriff. Yeah. And we also had uh, 14 minutes of Reggie Perry, who I thought played all right. Four, four and three in 14 minutes for Reg. Simon struggled once more. He is not within a bee's dick, not even within a horse's dick. What, not even a, a monster, gigantic elephant cock from being a 12-team league bloke at the moment. Uh, two points. Uh, not, that's not him, sorry. Seven points in 29 minutes when Nasir Little went from 20 and 10 to two and six. Little is just a streamer while CJ is out. And then you've got CJ Nurk and Covington that are all out. They're all going to impact him. He can be a streamer. He's not a must stream. He's got some value. But yeah, this Blazers team's bad. Uh, they've got a lot of guys out, of course, but they're also, they were bad before that. So yeah, take that for what it's worth. So on to the last game of the night. The Kings win it. Buzzer beater by Chemezi Metu. He gets the win on the three, 95-94. Porzingis was great again for Dallas. Porzingis... 24 and 6 with three blocks. Jalen Brunson, the burner, great as well. 25, 2 and 6. You always try to sell high on these blokes. You're probably not going to be able to pull it off, so just ride it out. Finney Smith, another solid ish line. 11 and 6 with three threes. I think he's a 12 team league guy. While well, Nilakina played 38 minutes, he had nine points with two steals. Cool. That's like the deepest of deep league stuff. Theophilus Pinson had been playing all right. Isaiah Thomas made his debut for the Mavericks. He had six points in 13 minutes. No, you don't need to add Isaiah Thomas literally anywhere. He did have four assists, but yeah, we're not adding him. Well, Josh Green couldn't get the big assist going, but he did have two blocks. He had a steal. He had three assists there, but there was no Bullock. There's no Hardaway. There's no Doncic. There's just not going to be a large enough role for him. Well, for the Kings, Metu, in their closing lineup, 11 points, three threes, eight rebounds, a steal, and a block. It's a really good line, but it's only 20 minutes. I don't know how to pass the rotation between him and Bagley and Mitchell, and now Heald's getting lower minutes. It's all over the shop. I think it's more 14-team leagues. While Rashawn Holmes, everyone's panicking over Holmes. I get it. He still did end with 26 minutes. Eight and six. He's still shit, though. A steal and a block. I am buying low. I am definitely not dropping. I am buying low, but it is concerning. And it does appear that Damian Jones has the backup center role. We'll see what happens when Alex Lynn's available to play next game. But six and six in 22 minutes for Jonesy. Well, Bud Heald had three in 23 minutes. If you're in a shallow league, with everyone back, Heald's numbers are all the way down. Like, he was playing 40 minutes a night when players were out, and now they're back, and he's not. I wonder what that means. Yeah, it means you drop him. The pencil, Harrison Barnes. Barnesy! Yeah, he's just fine. Like, 14 and 6, it's okay. Well, Jaron Fox is not. Like, he's just not playing well. 16, 1 and 3 is not good. 2 of 4 from the line is not good. He's the 349th ranked player over the last two weeks. He looks disengaged. He's struggling. It is a buy low, but... Especially the assists. I don't think they're coming back. Halliburton did have 10 of those, 10 assists. But only 12 points in 36 minutes. He has been absolutely rolling. Of course, the field goal percentage took a big hit here, and he had no defensive stats. He's always going to come down from that top 15 player. But I think he can be a top 50, maybe top 40 bloke for the rest of that season. All right, let's look at the lines of the night now. Your monstrous is, of course, the GOAT, LeBron James. Your waiver wire is Hamadou Diallo. His teammate is the young gun of the night. It is Sadiq Bey, while the dud of the night is Kali Oubre. And then on to your top performers for category leagues for today. Number one was LeBron James. Number two was Alec Burks. Then Ja Morant, Devin Booker, Sadiq Bey, Hamadou Diallo, Terry Rozier, Lamella Ball, Nick Vucevic, and Zach Levine. Look at that. All those pairs of teammates. Bey, Diallo, Rozier, Ball, Vuce, and Levine. Hmm. All right. These are guys available in a lot of leagues. Diallo, 12-team stream. Jerome, 
only if Shea is out, not interested. Taj Gibson, not interested. Malcolm Hill, absolutely not interested. Aaron Wiggins, 14-team ad for sure. Kobe White, streamer, but not particularly high on him. Jalen Smith, not really interested. Rudy Gay, no. Campaign, 14-team staple. And Derek Walton, not really. And then on to points leagues. LeBron, Morant, Diallo, Rogier, Booker, Vooch, Sabonis, Ty Jerome, LaMelo Ball, and Alec Burks. That will do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Make sure you are checking out the Locked On Bets podcast. Also, the Locked On Now podcast for a wrap-up of all of today's action. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.